0: Welcome to Behind the Tour, the podcast from American Christian Tours that goes behind the scenes of the most iconic sites, historic characters, and true stories in American history to discover how God has been at work since the very beginning. Our desire and purpose is to provide insight for today and hope for the future as we look at history from a biblical worldview. This is Krista Wenzel today, and I am joined by Corey Hockaday. Corey, how's it going? Oh well, it's uh we've got a heat wave right now. It's 15 degrees outside, so balmy. Oh, nice. I'm still sitting at negative 10. (laughs) So if you could send that over my way, we have been we haven't seen above zero temperatures for eight days, and we're not looking like getting out anytime soon. So it'll be real nice, nice and balmy. (sighs) So 15 sounds cold to some for others. (laughs) It's warm. Well, and I have my coffee and my water, and I am so excited for this episode today. No, today
1: we're going to dig in a little deeper again with uh, some people who give tours at American Christian Tours, like us, EPLs, if you will, um, in a special extended edition of Behind the Tour Guide, we're looking at axe guides to find out what makes them tick, talk for hours with little sleep and come back for more year after year. Today we're so excited to welcome Sohela.
2: Hi, Sohela Stout. Oh. How are you, Sohela? Oh, doing well. We're cold here in Oklahoma too, 20 degrees. Whoa. Well, that is cold for you guys. I know. We're predicted to get, to get down to negative nine next week.
0: Are you really? Yeah. that's crazy. Like, Oh,
2: we could get a wind chill of negative 47. Wow. That's like Minnesota. Uh,
1: so Krista, do you remember the first time that you met Sohela? Is there a story here?
0: There absolutely is a story with the first time I met Sohela Stout. So I your as i it is? Do you remember it too? I oh, I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad. So... I had mentioned on previous episodes that I did not have my official training at Axe. I joined late, and so I didn't get to meet all of the EPLs at the yearly training meetings, so I kind of met everyone popcorn-style along the way. Well, it was one of those weird very few times that there was a middle-of-the-night fire alarm. And I remember I was working with someone else. I was on a two bus move and we were down at the courtyard. It was freezing. It was like early part of the season. So we were in the courtyard trying to get everyone like, where is everyone? Like no one was really ready for this. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, what is going on? There was this nice... (laughs) Nice lady who I knew that she was nice, but at the moment she did sound a little bit like a drill sergeant getting her students all lined up like in order and going through and getting names like are you here like doing roll call they were like marching in step like they had been preparing for this their whole lives and she probably knew them like for four hours prior so so Hala Stout, she never, um, from that moment on, I knew that I'd found a person that That's I would long time be friends with. And I, I knew that she, she was a true friend at that point. And yeah, we've had so much fun over the years working together. <laughs> How about you, Corey?
1: Um, it's a weird story. I don't even know. So Hala knows it. Cause I was a nobody at this point not that I'm somebody now, but I was living where Axe is headquartered and she was in town for the annual training. And I wasn't a tour guide at this point, but my friend taught youth group in town and he puts together like a random panel of missionaries or like people that had been abroad serving. And I had like been to China for a couple of like a month to teach English. So he like randomly put me on this panel to talk to the the youth, but he took advantage of the fact that there were Axe guys in town, many of them having served as overseas in mission work and whatnot. And so Hala was one of those people. And um, so she was there on this panel and I was like, this woman is something else. I I just would love to get to know her more. And but that was it. It was our you know, one hour youth group night. And a couple of years later, I was at Axe and there she was in full circle. I remember kind of I remember
2: both of them. Do you remember I that? I, yes, I do. I remember you there because That's funny that- You remember everything, so Uh, I don't know. know. But the whole fire thing that reminded me of um, at school when we do fire drills, and I didn't know. I thought they said line them up alphabetical. So we have our kids lined up alphabetically, like eighty kids, and apparently we're the only teachers who do that at the whole high school. (laughs) 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 Our kids are lined up alphabetical order, name, 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 name. Yep. Rules are rules.
0: So (laughs) rules are rules. Oh my goodness! well, we have so many. Yeah, so many stories that we could share, and hopefully we'll have a time to at some point in the future. But mm-hmm. for now, let's get our interview started. We have a series of questions for you, Sahela, and just answer them however you feel led to. So um, it is always so much fun to bump into while on tour or to work with you and hear about your life. So why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been with Axe, how you got started, anything like that.
2: Well, I, my first season was 1998, which man was that a long time ago. And I had been teaching and I had taught for seven years and I thought I'm 30, I'm single, I'm out of debt, I'm going to Europe. And I just planned to go to Europe for about five months and just do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't really know, but right before I went, I'd been talking to a friend And this friend had been a tour guide with Axe for a couple of years at that point. And when we would talk, she would say, I'm telling you, this is the best job ever. It's travel, it's teaching, you get to see cool places. And, um, And so I happened to be talking to her about the week before I left and she said, you know I really think you should apply to work as a tour guide here. I think you'd really like it. It's it's all the best parts of teaching and none of the grading and none of the discipline. And I was like, well, I could get behind that. So, at that time there was a gal named Bridget and I did an interview with her over the phone and I faxed my application in and then the next day I went to Europe. And so the whole time mm-hmm. I was there people would say, "What do you do when you get back?" And I I didn't know, but I said, "I think, think I have a think I might be a tour guide. I'm not sure." Well, then I got back kind of this is a long story, but the school district where I had been at had, uh, had a job opening come up and they said they wanted to interview me. So I interviewed and that was on a Thursday and they said they would let me know by Monday and on Friday, Jay called and said, hey, we, you know, we were wondering if you'd want to be a tour guide. And I said, well, I'm very, very interested, but I did have an interview yesterday in the district I was in and I was supposed to know by Monday. He said, so can you let me know Tuesday? And I said, absolutely, I will. So Monday, 4.30, hadn't heard anything. I called the school district and said, I just was wondering. They said, we said, you'd you'd know by the end of the day. All right. I didn't hear anything. Tuesday morning, about nine o'clock, Jay called and said, so, you know, have you made a decision? I said, yeah, I didn't hear back from them. So I'd like to take the job. 10 Mm. o'clock, the school district called and I said, I'm sorry. I've already taken a job with American Christian Tours. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That's how it happened. And, you know, if you had told me that 24 years later, I'd still be doing tours and never in a million years would I have thought that, but I can't imagine not doing them. Hmm. So, and this is actually the longest Mm -hmm. I haven't been on tour. can't believe, I know you guys understand. It's been been Mm -hmm. a year, 13 months since I've been in DC. And that's just crazy Mm -hmm. to me. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. What 2020 was the year that no one really expected. So For sure. But good things moving forwards.
1: For sure. So all these years, Sahela,
2: what keeps you coming back
1: year after year?
2: I, you know, I love that it's seasonal. I love that it's so different from what I do as a teacher. I love meeting new people and telling stories and getting to know their stories and just believe that the Lord still has things for me to share. And so as long as I still have that desire to go, I'm going to believe that he still wants to use me in that way. And it's still there. And I still find myself feeling that. So I'm still going. Love mm-hmm. it. Love that.
0: Well, so Hala, how do you stay energized? Now I know this is, you are a natural ball of energy. And like Corey had mentioned too, <laughs> you have a scary memory. Like I will say something yeah. and eight years later, you'll ask me about it. And I'll be like, what now? And you have like an overpowering amount of energy and you're always just go, go, go. And I am about eight inches taller than you, I think. And we have toured together. And even with how fast I walk, I struggle to keep up with you. So you are just, you're just that person. Like I've always aspired to be. So how do you stay energized the public wants to know, but I particularly need to know yes. how
2: do you stay
0: energized? You know, I, would,
2: I, <laughs> I find that the less I have to do, the less I want to do. So I have a lot of energy when I have a lot of things going on, but also I walk quickly because if it's cold outside, the quicker mm-hmm. you walk, the quicker you get warm because you get to the place. And if it's hot outside, the quicker you walk, the quicker you hit the air conditioning. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing very impressive about that. But I think one of the things that keeps me going is, I, um, in the mornings when I'm praying for my groups, I really ask the Lord to keep reminding me that this may be the only time the people that are with me Mm -hmm. are, are where we are. And so I want to stay fresh for them. And then I typically, you know, will connect with a couple of students, maybe adults on the bus who make eye contact with me. And so if the rest of them seem to be a little bit disengaged, I focus in on them and it's just a story and stories are fun. That's so fun.
1: How has travel impacted your view of history and the world, Zaila?
2: I think the thing I love the most about travel and history is getting to go where it actually happened. Mm. To be honest, I wasn't a good student of history in school. Mm-hmm. To me, It was really, I was every, every class I had was taught by someone who really didn't want to be there. So it was all about memorizing dates and facts. And I did that to prove I could, but I had no love for history until I started seeing the places where it actually Mm -hmm. happened and reading the stories of the people who did the things Mm -hmm. and and learning about their lives. So that's how travel helps me, I think. Yeah,
0: supplemental question to that. How many countries have you been to?
2: Oh, that's not fair, like 43. (laughs) So you totally passed me up on that. But hey, no, that's only because I got married really old in life. Yeah. So when you get married late, Mm -hmm. you can do a lot more stuff. I know, I know there's, you get there's
0: to travel. some truth to that. I know you yep. free to do what you need to yep. pro tip right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So how many tours do
2: you think that you have led in your career? You know, I should probably count. And I thought about counting before, but I would say probably between 250 and 300. Oh my gosh. Um, And that's just because when I was doing it full season, I would do probably 19 to 22 a year with the fall and the spring. But Mm -hmm. then I've had years where I've only done three to five. So I feel like that's probably the average, which is great when I'm, you know, if I have a group of students who seem to be a little bit slow on the walking and I'm <laughs> rushing them. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to get your appointment so that you can see it. I've been here like 250 times, but you may not get a chance to come back. Yep. right. There's some truth there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me.
1: That's awesome.
2: Who um, or what is your favorite to talk about while on tour? Arlington National Cemetery. Oh. Uh, because mm-hmm. it is very in your face. And I, I like that particularly with people Mm -hmm. who seem maybe a little cynical or jaded, you can't, uh, you cannot walk through Arlington National Cemetery and not be hit by the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I feel if we could only Mm -hmm. truly understand the sacrifice of those who've gone before us, that we would be a much kinder, gentler people.
0: I love that. How have you changed since your very first tour that you led with Axe?
2: Man, I, um, well, first of all, there's horror <laughs> stories that go along with that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> life you don't want to really know what I did, <sighs> but I, um, I was felt the weight of, of making sure everything happened exactly correctly. And I also felt a lot of responsibility, um, just this pressure, like they, this is my job. My job is to make sure everything is perfect. And that is not, nobody can live like that. And so I think I've relaxed more into that. And as I've really come to just feel more confident in what I've, what I'm doing, that helps, I think a lot as well, but there was just a lot of tension, inner tension of, I've got to get it right. And I can't mess up and, and they have to do it right. And, Mm. you know, I remember a tour guide who um, once said to me, listen, we can't care more than they do. Mm. And I just thought that was a really good perspective of I'm here to offer you. And I am by no means the queen of wisdom um, or information, but I'm here and I have stories and I want to share them and I want to get you there, but I cannot walk in that ridiculous expectation on myself.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, I always tell people to the expectation to know every single fact too. I mean, if I, gave anyone advice who is going to be an American Christian tour, you know, guide, Mm -hmm. I would say always do it for more than one year. It, it, it's just, it's so much stress the first year to try and learn all the information and get it all this by the second year. I mean, you know, I've been doing this now, Mm -hmm. this is my 11th season and it's funny going, Oh my gosh, I still don't feel confident every time I go places and there's still things I forget and all those things. But that first year, the lack of sleep, just getting all those questions, uh, you know, prepared. And like you said, a lot of it came from just the stress and expectations that I would put on myself that even
2: other people may not. So that's great. And in 1998 there were no such thing as E tickets Mm -hmm. and the group was from Mexico and I had all of their passports and plane tickets. Oh my gosh. No, no. The stress empire state building. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say.
0: There are books that need to be filled with the stories that you have. Oh, Oh stars. That is wild. Oh my gosh.
1: Or what is your favorite city to tour in?
2: Aside from Washington, DC, because I just feel like Washington, DC is so full of everything, you know, everything, all the history. It's When you go to another place, I remember actually this one school, uh, the same people go every year. And the first year we did Washington, DC. And then the second year they did New York city. And then the third year they did Chicago. And they said, you know, I was kind of disappointed. You didn't have the same stories in New York city that you had in Washington, DC. And so, well, they're just completely different. Mm -hmm. Historically, not that there wasn't, there's not a lot of history in New York there is, but the way the tours are set up, there aren't all those memorials. You don't go yeah. to the cemetery, you know, and those kinds of things. Right. that Pull that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, DC is Washington, yeah
2: yeah. Aside from definitely. Washington DC, I feel like New York City is just a lot of fun, but DC is definitely the high point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Agreed. would say. Well, and it's it's just it
0: lends itself so naturally to what our objective is of looking mm-hmm. at American history yeah. and you know all of the history yep. there with the Smithsonian's right along the National Mall and all of it so and the Museum yeah. of the Bible yep, yep. oh so many so many place. amazing places to go
1: this is a good story prompt here tell us a short story mm-hmm. of when weather has impacted a tour of
2: yours oh you guys yeah so <laughs> so I was doing a group and they were from South, South, South Texas, right by Mexico. And it was a six day trip that ended in Philadelphia. And this is after 9-11. And so, you know how you can only go, you can't go to the gate with them. Yeah. And so it was, it started snowing that morning. And we were at Independence Hall and Liberty Bell, all those things. And it is mm-hmm. snowing like four inches of snow on the ground. And <gasps> they're loving it because they've never seen snow in their lives. Yeah. The news is out there and they're all having fun, making snow angels and snow, all that. And so we get to the airport and we get to the counter we're I'm checking them all in and then I find it very unusual I'm supposed to be taking a train that night down to DC for another tour and the lady at the gate who's not the gate but the ticket agent she said hey why don't you go on back to the gate with them and I thought what yeah no I'm sure and she's like yeah it'll be fine and so I go back with them and um and now I'm remembering the one with you with you Krista remember that Oh, yes. <laughs> so this one. I'm gonna oh, yes. Story. So we go, I go to the <laughs> gate. And, um, they're all just milling about and it's delayed and it's delayed and it's delayed. And they're like, yeah, well, here's the deal. If it doesn't leave at a certain time, then everyone's going to time out and they're going to have to spend the night. And I'm like, Oh, and so finally everybody gets on the plane and I'm like, yes. And they're like, why don't you just wait till it takes off? I'm like, okay, nine o'clock. And we've been there since four 30. And so (laughs) the plane drives on down the tarmac and I'm so thankful. And literally 20 minutes later, the plane drives on back. And they all get off and they're all so excited. And the teacher looks at me and she just (laughs) bursts into tears. She's like, I don't have any more in me. (laughs) So, and the rest of the people on the plane are just ugly and hateful and mean. And one of the people, one of the ladies actually working there said, you know, we're creating a brand new non-existent flight for tomorrow morning because of these students and you won't get to be on it. Why don't you try being nice like them? Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, you know, I called the office and and get you guys a hotel, whatever you need. But the teacher's like, no, it's not worth it. By the time we get there, it'll be midnight. I have to get up at three to get back here. So we spent the night in the Philadelphia airport and Mm -hmm. they, they brought out. um, blankets they're like those crinkle like look like mm-hmm. aluminum foil mm-hmm. so that's what everybody has and some kids are sleeping in the bouncy yeah. box section lights don't go out in the airport it was the most oh my gosh it was so bad
0: yeah I feel like if you haven't slept in an airport have you even toured in the winter like I mean it is just and sleep by sleep I mean spend the night as in you're physically there because there's no sleep
2: No, no there's no sleep so freezing. Yeah. 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 There's so Ooh, and the airport. Ugh. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that one, crystal with you. Was it, it was with you, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. When we got it st- so. out, wait, was that from New York down to DC in eight hours? Oh my god. No,
0: mm-hmm. okay. That story, the one that you're talking about, I that is a fabled story where you guys had to, didn't you have to drive? And like everyone, it was just like a
2: mess. Yeah. But no, I wasn't there. And then there, one but... of the buses broke, and everybody had to go to <gasps> the second bus. Yeah, and this, I've heard this story. Yeah, the it's, mom.
0: That was not me. Yeah, I've... yeah.
2: no, that and now I now remember it was a girl named Erin. Yes. yes, and the dad stood up at the front, wiping the window down with the paper towel to oh. keep <laughs> 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 the driver can see through it. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh the, my gosh! Uh, the bathroom, yeah, it was.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and I feel like those stories for sure lend themselves to more memories like I always tell people you know you may mm-hmm. come back and see the Lincoln Memorial sometime but you may not be you know three you know whatever the case may be spending the night in the Philadelphia airport you may never get that opportunity again so I was just saying I'm here with 78 of my closest friends spending the night <laughs> I say the worse the circumstance the better the story so oh, for sure I right as long as they're safe, it always makes for a great story. Once once I established that people are safe, then I enjoyed a lot yeah, more. So, sure. hey, so you have so many amazing stories, um, you know, not just about weather, but where is a place on tour that you've been that is kind of a little bit off the beaten path, like where maybe not a lot of people have gone, you know, either on tour or someplace in D.C.
2: You know, I, um, I've been to Valley Forge only once. And I don't know. I, oh, I, I think love Valley Forge. People get to go there. But when I went, it was the um, it hadn't been gone very often. And I think the reason I loved it so much, there's not a a lot to see, but the headquarters that were there <laughs> were where George Washington stayed and, and just seeing it mm. and how they wintered. And you know, I'd always, of course, read about wintering at Valley Forge, but until I actually walked and saw but they built cabins and they lived there. I I read it and I knew it, but I didn't know it until mm-hmm. I saw there. And that was again, one of those moments where when I put my hand on the banister, I thought George Washington's hand touched this actual banister, mm-hmm. yeah. which was pretty cool to me. Yeah.
0: Valley Forge is actually in 2008, when I was working in Congress, I went I was trying to decide if I wanted to stay working in Congress and I went to Valley Forge. And I remember like, it's like impact moment. I remember like what I was wearing standing there with my mom. And I said, I don't know why I'm in politics. Cause I just love history. And I remember there was an American Christian tour company and I should look into going to, so Valley Forge is very wow. special to me.
2: Okay. Thank you. Okay.
1: I love wow. I love L.A. Forge. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So Hela, you are just a walking plethora of knowledge and information, but some of it had to come from somewhere. So where do you get your information? How do you keep it organized in your little mind palace um, to present it all so beautifully and distinctly and passionately?
2: Well, I was given some really great resources when I first started and I love reading. Um, and mm. I, so I, I try to find good books. I ask my friends like you guys for great recommends and I'm always learning from you. I, um, you think I'm smart, but I'm really not. The way I can keep my memory so sharp though, um, this happened back in college. I was an engineering major and sophomore year, first semester, I was really struggling, really struggling just academically. And I was studying so hard and I felt like the Lord said to me two things, stop studying on Sundays and start memorizing more scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and I stopped studying on Sundays and I really started memorizing scripture. I Mm -hmm. I made great efforts to memorize scripture and um, a lot of it. And my test scores just started shooting through the roof. I started setting the curve and people got really angry with me because I wasn't supposed to be that person. Um, But that I will tell you that memorizing scripture has, is what has increased my memory. I know it is. And so, um, I share that with student groups that I really like and, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes people will say, you have a good memory. Now, come on. I've told the stories a million times, right? So really, you can say I have a good memory, but I just remember, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very profound. But I will tell you that this girl, I had told the group that, and about a week later, the teacher sent me an email and said, I just have to tell you that this girl got an A. And I said, how'd you do so well when you're normally a C student? And she said, I did what Silhala said. I started memorizing scripture.
0: That's amazing. I know, right? Is that so fun? Wow. That's amazing. That is so great. Wow, keep
2: doing it. I know. (laughs) There you go. Hey,
0: so (laughs) what is your trademark?
2: I think that the one thing I talk about more than anything is the choices we make today will affect our future, that it is step by step, day by day, you know, a lot of times there are a few people, and I say this a lot to student groups, you'll, you'll have a few people in your group who are really noticed, and you might not be that person, and you're the person who just says the right thing every day, and you feel like nobody's noticing, you just slip through the cracks, it doesn't really matter what you do, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing it, because there will come a time when you are going to be called on to do what you know to do, And you will be the person of consequence at that point because you've not stopped. You just kept doing the next right thing over and over again. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes heroes. And that's what makes world changers. And that's what makes a difference.
1: I love that. (laughs) Okay, finally, so Halo, what advice would you give to participants who are planning on or about to go on an ax trip?
2: To students, I would say use your nights to sleep Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to adults I would say ask your tour guide for a couple of good book recommendations to read when you get home and everybody I would say take 10 minutes every night to write down the places you went to and something that mattered because you will not remember it from your pictures
1: that's a good tip (laughs) because <laughs> I always think that when I go on trips like oh I'll remember everything I did I've got a great no I will not
0: no, I never <sighs> do. let's be real write stuff mm-hmm. down oh my goodness well so Halo, thank you so much for answering all those questions that we had for you I felt like we we're on like some kind of panel and you just I don't know it just made me miss being on tour with you and spending time with you and I'm hoping that we get to that we get to very very soon get back to get back to that so before we let you go, though, we have a couple more things on the docket. Right. We have a quick fire round. This is going to be where we ask you a series of questions relating to tour and your life, and you simply choose one or the other. So, Corey Hockaday, take it away oh, for asking. So, yeah. Hayla Stout, our quick fire questions. All right, Sohela, are you ready? Ready. All right. Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee. Washington or Jefferson? Washington. Declaration or Constitution?
2: Mm, Declaration. That's hard.
1: (laughs) Raincoat or umbrella? Raincoat. New York or Williamsburg? New York. Civil War or World War II? No!
2: (laughs) That's so mean. Civil World War? (laughs) What? That was both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay we'll let you pass world war no two. she she can't pass Yes, okay so Hela choose one world war
2: two
1: okay <laughs> self-guided or docent led docent led are we walking or are we bussing walking mm-hmm. air and space or American history American history Monticello or Mount Vernon Monticello mm-hmm. backpack or satchel satchel Mm -hmm. binder or note cards note cards Mm -mm. black or blue black early morning or late night early morning okay hot or cold hot rain or snow no married or single married (laughs) west coast or east coast east coast Old Town Alexandria or Colonial Williamsburg? Colonial
2: Williamsburg.
1: Capital Visitor Center or Pentagon City Mall?
2: Capital Visitor
1: Center. Plymouth or Jamestown? Plymouth. Newark or JFK? Newark. Ice cream sandwich or chocolate chip cookie? Chocolate chip cookie. Fake eggs or fake waffles? Fake waffles. (laughs) Introvert or
2: extrovert? Well, I think I'm an introvert. My husband (laughs) said I'm an extrovert. So I say extrovert by job nature, by job description, introvert by nature. Okay. I'll give that to you.
0: All right. Nice Nice, job. Nice job, Sahela. I feel like we just get to know you even more through all these little questions. That was really fun. So thank you so much for joining us on this amazing episode, getting to know you a little bit better, getting to know our tour guides who work for American Christian tours. It just, it adds so much depth to know where your heart is and where you're coming from. In addition to, you know, simply, we typically just people pick people up at the airport and just go. And this gives a little bit of background Mm -hmm. to you as a tour guide, as an EPL, (laughs) as we are called the education program leader. But before we let you go, in less than 60 seconds or around 60 seconds, why don't you give us one nugget of wisdom, one thing that you would want the whole entire world to know, why don't you go ahead and just give us about 60 seconds worth?
2: I would say that if we could care less about being heard than hearing, and if we could remember to slow down when we're listening to people and use the lens of love, think a lot of the problems that we think we're having or that we are walking into could be minimized. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think of James three, and he talks about the tongue and how small the tongue is and the tongue causes all the problems with it. It speaks life and it brings death. And, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be a cliche, but if we could walk mm-hmm. in that love and, mm-hmm. and kindness, a gentle answer turns away wrath, mm-hmm. we would see such a difference. And we truly could be the change we want to see—full of clichés, aren't I?
1: That's amazing. No, that's there's power behind your words, and the Bible is never a cliche. So, yes, you get a free pass on that. That's powerful. Thanks so much, Sahela. This has been so fun. I mean, I don't know if our listeners caught this, but she's pretty awesome. We really enjoy and appreciate Sahela <laughs> so much. Oh man, what a journey. What a day. What a fun extended behind the scenes episode of behind the tour. Um, Thanks everyone for joining us today on our special extended edition. Um, And remember as always that your story is a part of his story and God put you here. And now for such a time as this,
0: we'll see you guys next time.